0: This is Mitch Mernick for Radio Kol Ramam Me'o Shtime Shalosh FM. We have a real treat coming up. Last year, Dr. Allison Joseph, one of the Chinuch teachers, started a podcast with her campers, Torah Podcast: The Next Generation. I'm thrilled now. In Kiyetz Alpayim Esrim Shalosh, we're going to continue that tradition. Allison's campers have tremendously interesting insights to share on the topics of the Egel, the Golden Calf, and the Ten Commandments that we read about in Parshat Akev. So stay tuned, really, for a very interesting discussion on this week's Parsha.
1: This is Allison Joseph from Sevet Chinuch coming to you from Camperman in the Berkshires with another edition of our Parsha Podcast. This week, we had two groups from Solalim and Bogrim thinking about Parshat Ekev.
2: skinned, and I'm from Solalim. Hi, my name's Riyadh. I'm a counselor at A19 in A nineteen in Sayreen. So in this week's part of Israel are worshiping the golden calf. Who do you worship the most in your life? Um I really look up to my dad. I think um, he has a lot of social skills and he's really good at like being friends and making conversation with everyone and that's something I really look up to and I try to mimic. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, today this is Talia Cornwell, Talia Oran, Maya Zisler, Jackie Marmor, and when we, we are here with... Maddie Barbash, Zach
3: Cohn,
1: Julia
2: Livdo. Okay, also we're in Solim. we're asking you guys a question. Okay, so like, what do you know about the story of the golden calf? So like, Aaron made a calf while Mocha was on that mountain, and then Moshe got mad at him, and he threw the tablets on the floor. Do you have anything to say about this? Guys, that was true. Okay. Real. Okay.
4: What job? Um,
5: what do you think God's <laughs> reaction was to Moshe dropping
4: the tablets? Surprised. Mad. Angry. Angry. Mad.
5: That's like kind of incorrect.
2: Like, what do you in the desert So
5: Like, did okay, you all like, your even, stuff.
4: So I my God
5: was,
6: was, was, was actually.
2: A God yeah. was actually happy when Moshe broke the tablets.
5: Real.
6: Everyone
2: thought the opposite because he like. He was showing how much dogs. he cared
6: about. Um, Thank you guys he was doing so the right thing. much.
2: Like this was really meaningful. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Talia Oran. I'm Talia Cornwell. Jackie Marmer, and my assistant is um. the Yeah. Um, we're soloing <laughs> <laughs> today. We we're asking.
3: like
4: Freeman.
2: Okay. The first question is: Do you know the story of the golden calf, and what do you know about it?
5: Um, I do know the story. Um, what do I know about the story of the golden calf? Do you want me to just tell the story of the golden calf? Yeah,
2: but like short short
5: short 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 short. Okay, eventually B'nai Israel, um Okay, Moshe goes up first night to get the Ten Commandments from God um, and then B'nai Israel is bored and they're terrified So they're like, yo, what do we do? So then um, the people are like, yo, let's make a golden calf and use all of our jewelry so, and Aaron kind of, sort of, helps fa- facilitate that. Um, then Moshe comes down and he's really mad, so he, um, smashes the Luchot Habrit, and then he has to go back up, and it's a whole situation.
2: Okay, next question no. is... What do you think that God's reaction was to that?
5: Um, God was angry.
2: You really think that? Yes. Okay, so apparently you were incorrect. He's actually really happy about it. Which shows that, like, he really cared.
3: Why well, was why well, was God really happy about it? Okay,
2: so I'm asking the question, please. <laughs> because Moshe, um, he knew that Moshe was doing this only because he was showing how upset he was because he wanted the Jews to follow the Torah and like show and he that he cared about the Torah and like everyone respecting
3: God.
4: What?
2: Thank you. Why do you think that the commandments are life-bounding? Like what
0: was the Ten that last Commandments.
2: One? The Ten Commandments. <laughs> I feel like we yeah. should have... The Ten Commandments, like, like they're life-bounding, like, if, if you break one, like, they're bad things that will happen to you. Why do you You'll think die. that is? Yeah, Well, like, why do you think that is?
0: Because they're really important things to do. Okay.
2: Could they be this important to life? I mean, like, should they be? And Why?
0: It depends on the one. I think the one about, you know, not murdering people, that one feels really, really, really important to me. I think that, you know, other ones about idol worship feel not quite as relevant in this day and age, but, you know, the murdering one, that one's pretty big.
2: If you could add, like, an 11th commandment, what would it be?
0: That's a good question. Um, I feel like just a positive thing of, like, be kind to everyone. Um,
2: And if you were Moshe, what could you do instead of smashing the tablet?
0: Um, I'd speak to the Israelites and try to explain to them why what they did was frustrating.
2: Alright, and what's your name? My name's Paul. Okay, thank you. Thanks,
3: guys. Okay, we're
2: here with A.V. Smegers Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to answer our questions. Okay. Why do you think the commandments are, like, life-bounding? Because, like, if you break one, bad things are going to happen to you.
0: Um, because, like, don't be a bad person, because being a bad person is bad. i can answer A.V. You- okay. I can't read my own handwriting. Mm-hmm.
2: Should they be this important to life, and why?
0: Um, so they shouldn't be like really, really, really important because like there's also other stuff. Like people make mistakes. Um, like sometimes you could accidentally be mean without noticing it. But like they're also important. It's also important. Like try not to be mean because guys being mean is, like mean.
2: Okay. Anyways, anyways. In your opinion, which commandment is the most important? Um, don't murder people,
0: because murdering people is bad.
2: Okay. If you can add a commandment, what would it be and why?
0: Um. I wouldn't, because there's enough commandments, like the 11 commandments. No.
2: No, you have to add a command. Yeah. If you had to, like you were
0: like, you have to do this or you die. What would it be? Um. I would just be like, don't be. Uh, don't like, don't like, it's like, it says don't um, disrespect your parents. Like, just don't disrespect anybody. Yes.
2: What's the next one? If you were a Moshe, what would you do instead of smashing the tablet out of anger?
0: I'd, I'd smash them. maybe <laughs> this is for Yahudu. I'd be like, guys, I'm right here. You don't have to disrespect the Torah and Hashem. And, and what's your name? Avi.
6: What a
2: da? What a da? Uh, okay. Thank you. Who wants to? Who wants to? Gonna? All right. We're here. We're here with Michaela Marmer, and she's gonna answer some questions. She's gonna answer some questions. Okay. What's your name and what a dot are you in? Michaela Marmer and Shoaishim. Why do you think the Ten Commandments are like if you don't do them, then like you die. die? Wait. What's the question? Like. If you don't do that If you don't do the 10 commandments, you die. Why do you think that is? Because they're important. Should they be this important? <laughs> sure. This In so your nice. opinion, yeah, which is the most important? Um, to respect your parents. Okay. If you could add a commandment, what would you like what would you add? To respect yourself. Yeah. If you were Moshe, what would you do instead of smashing the tablets?
0: I would. I would write them myself. State your name. And sign it with Carney. my special Mickey's. Um, where, where do, you do you work in camp? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. I'm a sports staff, and I live in Solalim. Okay. Yo. Yeah. So we're gonna ask you some questions about the Ten Commandments. The what? The Ten Commandments. the what? the Ten Commandments. Ah, okay. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Why do you think these commandments are life-bounding? As in, like, if you don't follow them, you'll die. Because God gave it to us, and, like, he knows what he's doing. Should they be this important to life, and why? Wait, what What was the question? Should, Should they, they be this important to life, and why? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because they're good. They're good for us. <laughs> in your opinion, which is the most important? Don't murder. If you can add a commandment, what would it be? Always be happy. <laughs> If you were Moshe, what could you do instead of smashing the tablet in anger? I'd calm down and breathe for a few seconds and then talk to my people. Yay! Thank you! Hello, right. what's your name? Um my name's Marcus. Um what ADA are you in or like what is your role in camp? What? What is like your kind of like role like ADA or whatever are you in in camp? What do you oh, do at camp? I'm in the Tikva program. Alright. Um, we're gonna ask you some questions about the Ten Commandments. Okay. What? What do you think it is? That they are, like, so important, Les, and, like, life-bounding. Like, if you don't do them bad, things are going to happen. Like, what if you forgot?
3: Well, if you forget, then? Oh.
2: True. That's
5: a good question.
2: I don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, why do you think they are, like, this life-bounding? I I don't really understand this question. Okay, um, Maybe, like, should they be this important? Should the commitments be as important as they are? Uh, If they're really good, yes. Okay, in your opinion... Which of the commandments is the most important? I don't even know that much. To, like, okay. If you could add one of the 10 commandments, which one would it be? Like if you could add a commandment, what would you would, what would you say? Don't go at to someone's pl- don't go in someone's else's place without permission. Okay, and if you were Moshe, what could have you done instead of smashing the tablets in anger? I I would be calm. All right, thank you. Thank you. This was Solalim.
1: Oh. <laughs> What's your name and role in camp? My name is Hannah Lipskar and I'm a guest share counselor.
2: Why do you think the Ten Commandments are life-bounding? As in, like, if you don't do them, bad things will happen. Why do you think that is?
1: It's good to, um like,
5: know your history, stick with your
1: past. And, like, maybe life-bounding because, like, they're about being a good person, most of them, and... yeah. Next question. Do you think that they should be this important? You, you just asked... oh, I think that people should be able to like make mistakes and not have that make consequences all the time. But also I think that it is important that it it's a big deal to follow certain commandments of being a good person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, your, Jackson, <laughs> in your opinion, which is the most important? The most important of the Ten Commandments? Any thoughts? The murder one's a good one. We don't want anyone murdering people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the other murder one. I like that one. Right. I think that's. Yeah. If you could add a commandment, what rule would you add? Maybe if they put like the like treat others as you want to be treated as a commandment, also, a- add it in.
7: Don't change, but don't fix something that isn't broken. Leave them the way they nice are. Nice
2: one. Nice one. If you were Moshe instead of smashing the tablets
1: out of anger, what would you do? Well I'm not a very angry person, so I probably would not smash the tablets. Maybe maybe trying to, to talk to the people first. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for Bye. having me.
2: Okay, we're okay, interviewing I'm both of you. Oh, okay. All right. Hello. State your name in da. Maya. Five. Soleim. Okay. Why do you think the commandments are life-bounding, the like ten the Ten commandments. commandments? Yeah. Basically, like, if you don't do them, bad things will happen. I don't know, but why do you think <laughs> the Ten, ten, ten Commandments are life-bounding? Okay, do command- this is Morgan Brown. She's in Soleim. Yep. Seriously. You can interview me. You yeah. can interview me. alright we're going to... We're here with Dahlia Smudgesman, I'm also like an interviewer, but I'm cool. So interview me Alright, I'm now. You. No, no. I'm you. Jasmine's interviewing me. Okay. <laughs> why do you think the commandments are life bounding and why? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because, 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 because they're super important to our lives. And if we didn't have them, then bad things will happen, which is what life bounding is. Um... Because they are important and uh, ten commandments are like really important. If bat, like, they're very important things that you have to do. Like, don't kill, don't kill is a really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, I will should, I, should they be this important to life and why they should be important because they're important? Thanks. <laughs> in your opinion, which is For the most important? No, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in your opinion, which is the most important? Uh, I'm gonna be. Extra. I'm not gonna say don't murder. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say, say <laughs> I'm gonna say don't cheat on your wife. I'm gonna say don't cheat on your wife. Okay. Interesting, interesting. If you could add a commandment, what would it be? No wife is not That is a good commandment, yes. Go to and Mama Berkshires. If you were Moshe, what could you do instead of smashing the tablet? Uh I would, um, if I give an honest answer here, this would not go on the, on the internet. So, um, I would tell Hashem and tell him to punish the Jews instead because I don't want to deal with the annoying people that are called the Jews because they're all really annoying. Yeah.
6: Yeah. All right. We're done.
2: Okay. We're done with the podcast, right? Yeah, we're done. Okay. Bye. 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 We're done recording. Bye. Bye. -bye. Hello. Um, state your name and your rolling camp. I'm Annie. I'm Rosh Ta'am. Okay, um, we're going to ask you some questions about the Ten Commandments. Okay, why do you think the Ten Commandments, basically, if you don't do them, then like bad things will happen. They're life-bounding. Why do you think that is? Um, because they're really important in guiding us to live meaningful and safe and kind lives. Okay, um, should they be this important, and why? They absolutely should be this important um, because they are the cornerstone of our tradition. Okay, in your opinion, which of the commandments is the most important? That's really, really tricky. Whoa! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah! I'm live on those. Good job, Jasmine. Funny? Jasmine just fell off of like a a thing, a bridge. <laughs> Jasmine, yeah, fell off a bridge. <laughs> Jasmine fell off of a bridge. She's fine. Anyway, um, which of the, <laughs> which of the commandments is the most important? <laughs> Good job. That was really stressful. It was fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, which okay. of the commandments is the most awesome important? I don't know if I can pick. I think that's really hard. I think they're all equally important. Okay. If you could add a commandment, what would it be? Be kind to yourself. Okay. If you were Moshe, what would you do instead of smashing the tablets? Take a deep breath. Thank you. This was... Good. Jasmine Paul from Radio. My name is
7: Jonah Schmutter. My name is A.B. Kattan. And we are both from Solalim. and this is our Parsha podcast. Today we'll be covering Parshat Akev. Um, and one one interesting thing that I noticed in Parshat Akev is uh, in Deuteronomy 7:12, the word Tishmu'un is used. The Sosovarebi Rebbe interpreted the word to mean listening to your conscience when making mistakes. We're gonna interview some people. About what making a mistake means. Okay. What do you think making a mistake means? Like, not doing it right. Do you think that if someone is doing something wrong and they know that it's wrong, is it still a mistake?
2: Um, no. Because, like, they're doing it on purpose. So, so it's a sin.
7: (laughs) Thank you so much. What do you think a mistake is?
2: Um when you do something when you do something wrong and um like you don't know that it's wrong like it was genuinely just like not something that you meant to do but it was wrong.
7: So kind of what you're saying is as long as you know what you're doing as long as you think what you're doing is right it's a mistake. Correct?
2: No. No. What are you saying? I'm saying that like If you're doing something that is bad, but you don't know that it's bad, or like that you sort of know that it's bad, but it's not fully bad, then it's a mistake. But like if you think that it's okay, so you do it, then it's not a mistake. I don't know.
7: Okay. Thank you. We're going to head over to the other side. Oh, never mind. What do you think a mistake is?
1: I think it's when you do something that you're not supposed
2: to do, but you don't know that you're not supposed to do it.
1: Do you think that if you
7: know something is wrong, except you regret it later, is it a mistake?
2: Um, no, it's just something you did wrong with guilt.
7: We're gonna interview even more people. What do you think it means to make a mistake?
2: Um, to make a mistake is to do something that you are not quite supposed to. Um, and so, whether it's on purpose or not it's still a mistake
7: what if if you if you know that what you're doing is wrong and you regret it later is it a mistake
2: yes whether or not you regret it you still did something wrong what
7: do you think it means to make a mistake Uh do something wrong but not on purpose if you know some if you know the thing that you're doing is wrong <laughs> except you regret it later is it still a mistake
2: no Why not? Because you had intentions of doing that in the present, so it doesn't matter what you think in the future.
7: Inspirational. Thank you for listening to the Parsha Podcast.
2: Naomi Naomi and Orly on Ekev.
7: I'm Orly. And I'm Naomi.
5: And this is our Parsha Podcast. What Parsha are we reading today, Naomi? We are reading Parsha at Ekev. So interesting. Let's dive in.
4: Let's do it. So, in Parsha Ekev, we read about the multiple mitzvot and good deeds that lead God to reward us with um, fruitful lands and healthy cattle and stuff like that to help us um, live live nice lives. <laughs> and as you read the Pesukim, you come to pasuk pesu- Chaf Aleph that says, you should not be frightened, but you should not be frightened by them, for the Lord your God is among you, a mighty God and awesome. But then, in the rest of the parsha,
5: doesn't it talk about how if we don't follow all of the mitzvot, Hashem will easily can easily take away all of this stuff and harm us?
4: It does, just like with the golden cattle, the golden uh, the. Yeah golden calf <laughs> we're going to edit that out okay. the uh, um, the Jewish people sinned and then they got the Luchot thrown away by Moshe and God threatened to murder all of them gratefully thankfully um, Moshe convinced Hashem not to murder the Jewish people and we are still here today but just like they sinned with the Golden Calf, could we sin in the future? And have we sinned in the past? See, it's an interesting, like, idea,
5: because things that have happened to us as Jews, all anti-Semitism, things in the world, the Holocaust. (laughs) The The Holocaust. Holocaust. It's like, could that have been, what mitzvot could we have not obeyed? So poorly, yeah, that that was the result, the result of it. It's what do you guys think? What was that? Was the Holocaust was COVID was all this a result of our behavior? A punishment
4: per se. A punishment from God. It's. Is it a reminder that. We cannot be as great as God, and even though we were made as people who are not perfect, we should always try to be uh, our best selves and be menches. That that brings me
5: back to the part where it says, You shall not be frightened by them, for the Lord is your God among you. For the Lord your God is among you, a mighty God and awesome. You see, how are we supposed to not be frightened when... As humans, we are made to be imperfect. We are made to know that we are never going to be good enough as God. Not good enough. We are never going to be as perfect as God is. We will always make these mistakes, but we're also punished for these mistakes
4: that we were made to make. How are we supposed to be all happy and loving of God? If that could also happen to us, if all of those things that Hashem has promised us, if we follow his mitzvot, could be stripped away, what would happen? How can we not be frightened by that? Does this fear help us with our faith in God, or does it hurt it? Take a few seconds to think upon that point, and just reflect on your inner self. What can you do to be better, but also remember that you are close to God, but you're also close to your peers and that you should be nice to them and that you should do the mitzvot. But know that everyone is trying themselves. And I think where you were
5: going with this, Naomi, was that everyone is trying their best to achieve these mitzvot, but it might not always work. And while you could live in fear, like, oh, if I don't, what could happen? But you could also take it in knowing that you were meant to not to, and maybe that punishment will just be, oh, you slipped and fell. Oh, some like something. It doesn't something. have to
4: be as bad as a global pandemic or a holocaust, and and just remember that. Just remember,
5: it's not always, it's not always you. Believe in
4: magic. do, 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 do. do, 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 do. That was Naomi and Orly on Parsha Ekev. Bye. Mwah. We are starting over. <laughs> hey,
6: everybody, and welcome back to Parsha Podcast. I'm Samantha. I'm Hannah. And I'm Dahlia. And we're in Bo So, this week's Parsha is all about how God feels about us and how we're always supposed to unconditionally love Him. But we have a few questions about how this makes us feel. Hannah, here you go. <laughs>
2: so, basically, it has
6: like little fits
2: of rage where, like, he can, like, tell people that he wants to destroy all the Jews, which is really
6: bad. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. What she means is m- when Mo- Moshe had the tablets and he was coming down, and he saw all them worshipping the golden cow, yeah. the go- golden calf, God got really mad and was like, I want to call the Jews. But Moshe reminded him that if he kills them, he, he also has to kill Moshe. And Moshe was didn- wasn't in the problem, so God, like, that was another, like, one of the Examples for that. So God um, let the rest of Jews into Israel, and Moshe was not allowed to go into Israel. Okay. One of our next questions is, how God can always choose to love or hate us, but we must always love and hi- love Him like, unconditionally, as it says in the Torah. I. This is like a very big stereotype that always happens. Wait, no, don't say that. Don't put that in. Okay. So I feel like. Yes, we should always love God, because God's done so much so much for us, but we shouldn't have to be forced to do it. Like, if you don't want to believe in God, you don't have to. The Torah can't always tell you what to do. It's, really, like, the Torah is, like, old and, I don't know. Can
2: I say? And then,
1: like, also if
6: you're forced to do something,
2: you're, like, more like, less likely to want to do it? Like, you're going to have less of a connection of God if, like, you feel like you have to unconditionally love him but at any point he could, like, turn his back
6: and not like you or, like, hate you again? Good answer, Hannah. That was really good. Um Yeah, I feel that, like, if God doesn't always want to love me, he can do that because sometimes people do make mistakes and that does happen. But I shouldn't be forced to love him because God can also make mistakes like the Holocaust and... Um, just like a lot of things that have happened to us. And like, those are also parts of God's mistakes. And He's not perfect, just like we aren't. But the Torah always so- shows that God's the best and He's like almighty. Hannah, next question. Um,
2: the next question is that, um, Is He really flawless if He keeps on having these rage and has all this unconditional love? Okay. Well, conditional. Well, he's not, like, raging, and he's not having little fits. Like, no one's perfect. So, like, no one's, like, perfect. And, uh, like, everyone's going to get mad at some point. So that's, like, normal, which is, like, the way you take your anger out. But, like.
6: Good answer, Dahlia. All right, well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening in to Partial Podcast, and we'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Hi, my name is Lila Siskin, and I'm in Sola Bunk B
2: 16 Hi, I'm Mia Gersty and I'm in the Boo and Gesher. So in this week's Parsha, B'nai Israel are worshipping the golden calf. So when they see a few people starting to worship the golden calf, all of them join in. So how do you stop yourself from following other people when it's not the best choice? I just try my hardest to follow my instincts and do what I thinks right rather than listening to my friends. Hi, I'm Hannah Siden. I'm from Solalim B16. Hi, I'm Or. I work in the farm, and I am a mikto'i for B16. So in this Parsha, they talk about the golden calf and when Moshe went up Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. So our question is, for the Israelites, what was the wrong choice at the bottom of Mount Sinai, and why was it wrong for them? To do that,
5: well, the wrong choice was to create the golden calf. Um, why was that choice wrong? Is because Moses went up the the Mount Sinai to to give them the Torah, to give them the tenth amendments, and. Instead of being grateful and patiently wait for him to come back, they made it even though there's only one God that took them out of Egypt.
2: I'm Maya Shemi, and I'm from Solalim in Bunk 16. Uh, my name is Francesco Siskin. I'm in Gesher, and I live in the Labu. Okay, in today's Parsha, Moshe is going up to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments from Israel, And while he's doing that, Israel are busy making the golden calf. So the question is, why do you think it is important to help people make the right choice? Um, I think it's important
5: because sometimes people might not fully understand what they're doing in the moment. They might might make a choice impulsively. So if, so helping them like just realize what they're doing is
2: very important. Hi, I'm Talia Aran. Jackie Marmer. It's Talia Cornwell. Maya Zislin. And we're in Solene. And today we're asking... Anna Siegel. Noya Kormis. Adele Kalamish. Margie Wallach. Okay, we're asking you a question. Do you know what the golden calf is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What do you know about it? Um, it's a statue. The Jews made it out of gold and rings. They were mad at Moshe. Okay. Do you think Hashem was mad wait, at... Wait, wait, But, like, do you know what happened after that when, like, Moshe was coming down from the mountain? He broke the two tablets. Yes. That is correct. Exactly. Do you think that God was... How do you think he was feeling when he saw that Moshe, like, dropped the tablets? Disappointed. Very, very mad. Disappointed. Angry? That's, like, kind you are of— You were wrong. Yeah, that's, like, kind of correct, incorrect. like, basically, like, he was, like, kind of happy. Yeah, he was happy. According to some rabbis, like, he was happy because— Rashi. They were, they were doing—he was— Wanted them to do the right thing, so he, like, took his anger out on it because he was just, like, so wanting, um, <laughs> sorry, the Jews to respect God. Okay, thank you guys all. Anything, any last words? Yeah. Any last words? Toda. Roba. Toda. I need that name, <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Toda. Roba. Hi, I'm Talia Aran. Talia Cornwell. Jackie Marmer. Maya Zislin. we're solely, and we're asking...
3: So
2: the first question is, do you know the story of the golden calf?
3: Like in the, in the Torah?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Can you tell us about it?
3: You want me to tell you about it? Yeah. Can I ask why?
2: I'm asking the questions here.
3: Fair point. So there was this golden cow, and then uh, they were on a big mountain, and then they were told they can't worship the cow. But then they did anyway.
2: Do you know what happened at the end with Moshe and the stones? And the tablets? And the tablets.
3: Uh, I might need a refresher.
2: He dropped them.
3: He dropped them.
2: Because he was so mad. And it's like surprised. How do you think God felt about that?
3: Probably not, not so good.
2: That is actually incorrect. He was actually really happy that he like expresses anger. Anyway, we want to thank um,
3: Ben Bronstein
2: for this interview. Bye now. Wait. Hi, I'm Talia Ron, Jackie Marmer. Talia Cornwell. Maya Zislin. And today we're asking... Allie Jesner.
6: <laughs>
2: okay, Allie, right? Do you know the story about the golden calf?
6: Of course. Can you tell us about it? No. Why not? <laughs> okay, so basically... Um, when Moses, wait, correct me if I'm wrong, because my Hebrew school didn't teach me very much. Um,
2: Moses was on the mountain,
6: and it took a while,
2: and people needed something to look to. So, I forgot who, I feel like it was Aaron By could be wrong, was it? Yeah, yeah had, shh, yeah, I'm right. Anyway, um, brought, uh, made like a golden, like a model of a, shh, oh, am I wrong? Oh, like a, of a golden calf. And had them all worship it like it was God. Look at that, guys. That's public school. What happened after, like, with Moshe? When he like, he came back and he broke the tablets with the Ten Commandments on them. It was really bad, guys. Mm, that's correct. I know. Cool. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, Do you think Moshe was, um, no, Hashem was mad. Do you think Hashem was mad at Moshe for what he did?
6: Yes, you have to control your emotions.
2: That is actually incorrect. He actually, um, Hashem was actually very happy that he um, didn't control his emotions. <laughs> because according to, wrong! <laughs> according to rabbis, he was happy that um, Moshe cared so much. And
6: was you have what? to be happy that you care, but you have to control yourself. How, how can you be a good leader if you can't control your emotions? Like, if you get so mad that you see something, you break something that God gave
2: you, that doesn't show very good, that's not a very good, Um, what's the word, role model for the Jewish people. It's according to the rabbis, by the way. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rabbi. Right. <laughs> Wait, I but, bet you are. Well, maybe your rabbi wrote, wrote that you um, act- were actually wrong. So maybe be your rabbi. Rabbi Kirshner, I'm right. Um, also, yeah, I'm just right. You're wrong. Okay, do you have any last words? I love you, Rabbi Kirshner. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, bye now. Hi, I'm Talia. Hi, I'm Maya Zislin. Talia. Jackie Marmer. And here are with... Ariana Sekalik. And Maya Ziga. Okay, we're going to ask you, do you know about the golden calf? I do. Yeah. Do you know the story of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you say the story? Um, <laughs> um B'nai Israel built a golden calf while Moshe was going to get the Ten, Ten Commandments, Commandments. And then he was really mad and he broke the Ten Commandments because it was idol worship. And that's not good. Do you think Hashem was mad at Moses for breaking it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, you're wrong. According to some rabbis, um, God was actually like, happy because Moshe was showing how much he cared about Nezahel doing the right thing. Hi, I'm Lior. Hi, I'm Leah. We're both in Bogrim and B-17. This is Parsha podcast for Parsha Akev At the end of Parshat Akev. We learn about the idea of Imitatio Dei. This is the idea that humans and people imitate the actions and the ideas of their gods. That they should imitate these actions and that they should reflect the views of their gods. There are some examples of this in Parshat Ekev. And there are also some exceptions of when this idea should not hold true. Rashi says that Imitatio Dei means that when god because god is merciful we should also be merciful and because love because god practices loving kindness we should also practice loving kindness however there are also counterexamples just because god is zealous does not mean that humans should practice zealotry this rashi says that this is because humans do not know how to control zealotry and they let it get ahead of them and control their emotions but god knows how to use it for good There are also some other examples that we can think of in our own lives of ways that we should not imitate God. For example, um, parents, we learn that parents should love their children unconditionally, but that same love does not have to be reciprocated unconditionally from the child to the parent. God's love for us is unconditional, but not... No.
4: Okay, okay.
2: Hi, I'm Lior. Hi, I'm Leah. We're both in B17 and Bo Green. This is Parsha podcast for Parshat Akev. At the end of Parshat Akev, we learn about the concept of imitatio dei. This concept is the idea that humans should imitate or reciprocate the practices and ideas of their gods. There's a couple examples of this in Parshat Akev, of what God does and how we should reflect that. And there's also... A couple of counterexamples. Rashi says that because God is merciful, we should also be merciful. And because God practices loving kindness, we should also practice loving kindness. However, there are examples of times when God does something that humans should not try to imitate. God is zealous, but humans should not be zealous. Rashi says this is because humans don't know how to control their zealotry and they don't know how to not let it get ahead of them or control their emotions, but God does. What are some other examples of t- counterexamples Counter to this rule of imitatio dei? Well, one thing we learn in this parsha is that God's love for us is conditional on whether we obey the commandments. But should our love for everyone in our lives be conditional also? When should love be conditional or unconditional? We believe that a parent's love for a child should be unconditional. No matter what, a parent should support their child and love them and believe in them but a child does not always have to agree with everything that their parent does and a child's love does not have to be unconditional towards their parent. so that's an example of when our love can be both conditional and unconditional not this which is a counterexample to imitatio day because in Parshat ekev we learn that god's love is conditional Thank you for listening to the Parsha podcast for Parsha Akev. Have a good day.
0: 30RM